Hey, welcome into the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 81. I'm uh, drinking the, uh, I think it's a cafe latte, pretty pretty good, and we're going to have an, another podcast here, podcast, episode show number uh, 81 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Jaguars play Monday night football against the Bengals, and I kind of have to push all that aside for a moment because all of a sudden uh, we woke up at the hotel and we're getting these reports that there's an earthquake in the Philippines. Um, However, we're a good distance from it. I think uh, my wife looked it up and said we're, what, 603 miles, 603 miles, I believe, from uh, Mindanao. The earthquake was very widespread in Mindanao, and now there's even a Think about this. There's a tsunami warning around that, that same area where the earthquake was. So very, very, uh, you know, very anxious uh, for the people of Mindanao. Again, I'm traveling. I am uh, set in one location for a few days in uh, Borkai at this hotel. I'm on vacation. I've been to a place, uh, area called Elo, Elo City, which is also a good distance of very long distance from um, Mindanao. My wife said we could get on a plane and how long would it take to fly to Mindanao from here? About three hours in the plane. Okay. So, and we don't really want to get on a plane and fly to Mindanao right now because there's an earthquake or there has been an earthquake uh, this weekend. We've seen some of the the footage. Uh, I found footage on um, Twitter and I I did share it on our Twitter account. If you want to look up our Twitter account and you want to follow us, uh, Scott Mullis at Big J Report Scott. And I did share a report. I think that was a report out of Chicago from CBS News. They're talking about the large area uh, where the um, uh, earthquake was and a tsunami warning also has been issued in that uh, large, a large area in uh, Mindanao, which again is a very large, uh, a very far distance from where we are. Um, I think it's about over over 600 miles from here, so still a long distance from where I am in Boracay. You know, I call it Boracay, but the locals in the Philippines call it Boracay. Uh, tsunami warning uh, issued. Over in Mindanao, I saw some of the videos. It was some earth-shaking videos. We saw people literally—I um, mean, they were—they were literally just scared to death in the malls. There was—I saw a video of a shopping mall that was affected by the earthquake. So here we are in the Philippines on vacation, and an earthquake breaks out in Mindanao. Still a very, very good distance uh, from us. We'll talk about the uh, Jaguars game. I did pull up the line again. There's a lot of there's a lot of money going on the Jaguars because um, our Jacksonville Jaguars, and we're brought to you by Saucer Realty and Capital. Uh, for your real estate needs in North Florida, see Larry Saucer. Go to the um, the website at BigJReport.com. Scroll our homepage for the more tranquil North Florida Jacksonville weather in about two different spots on the homepage, and you'll see a link for Saucer Realty and Capital. For your real estate needs, whether it's home, residential, business, or commercial real estate, Saucer Realty and Capital, not only do they do a great job on buying and selling and for your real estate needs, but uh, Larry's been doing uh, Saucer valuations, which which means they evaluate property. Um, 
and Larry, Larry's been doing, he's, he's been absolutely doing this for years where he can evaluate. He does a great job on evaluating what the, uh, uh, the property is worth, basically property appraising. So you get the whole ball of wax from saucer realty and capital. You're thinking about moving, you're thinking about buying a second property, a first property, or even selling contact, uh, saucer realty and capital. LakeYvallaHits.com, great internet radio where they now have Midnight Rock, of all things, late at night, midnight central time, 1 o'clock a.m. Eastern time. Midnight Rock is part of the, you know, the uh, lineup of uh, great programming and, and music at LakeYvallaHits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. XFLToday.net, we've been learning a little bit more about the XFL merger. It looks like um, the XFL and USFL are merging. It's been officially approved. And uh, we, you know, we found some stuff out. The XFL guy that uh, basically the CEO for the XFL is going to be running the new entity. There'll be teams from the XFL and the USFL in the new league, which uh, will we'll kick off. March 30th, we're told, of 2024 for the 2024 season. Uh, basically, a new entity, the XFL and the USFL uh, merging. And you can learn more. Go to xfltoday.net. Um, we also want to mention the Mad Max Mix, madmaxmix.weebly.com. Uh, Mad Max is a show on Wednesday nights. Man, he has uh, great music. Uh, he'll play Led Zeppelin, Atlanta Rhythm Section, uh, Leonard Skinner. Max has really a, a good knowledge of old-time Leonard Skinner music, 38 Special. Max loves the old Southern rock, Atlanta Rhythm Section. Max will play Alicia Bridges. So he, he does more than classic rock. He'll play music pop classics. I've heard a lot of real old, real old songs. Um, some newer songs, some newer oldies, you might say. Joe Jackson. Alicia Bridges, uh, Max will play uh, Gary Wright. Max plays a lot of good music. Gary Wright just recently passed away a, a few months back, but his music lives on at the madmaxmix.weebly.com. We have links to Max's uh, Wednesday night uh, musical quest show. It's the Internet Radio Musical Quest Show with Mad Max. Go to madmaxmix.weebly.com. The links are available on our website at bigjreport.com. Scroll, um, actually scroll the uh, Neighbors 2 section near the concert area. And also the outside the box section, there's an article about Mad Max and his show and some of the music he plays, an exa some, some examples of the music he plays. And then there's a link at the end of that article in the outside the box section to click on and link into Max's show each Wednesday night, 6 to 8 o'clock. Central Time, 7 o'clock till 9 o'clock Eastern Time on Wednesday nights, the Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. So here we are in the Philippines. There's uh, in Mindanao, still several hours from us traveling, a good distance away. There's an earthquake. Um, I am safe, but I am in the Philippines on vacation in Boracay or what the locals call Boracay. The earthquake is in Mindanao. Uh, still a very good distance from where I am. I have been on vacation near Iloilo uh, City and Barakai. Uh, we are fine here so far, but you know it's kind of an uneasy feeling within the same country you're in that there's an, an earthquake. 
So let everybody know I'm, I'm okay. We're going to monitor things over here. Um, we did, uh, re actually, uh, repost a, uh, story concerning the earthquake on my Twitter account, Scott Mullis at big J report, Scott. So you can follow us there. We got, you know, we got some followers. I'm not really on Twitter as much as I'm on Facebook or even on this uh, podcast, but uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, you know, we, we, we started on Twitter a few years ago, but we're just not really that strong on Twitter because I'm not on there all the time. I'm on there kind of sporadically, but uh, we are following, you know, a few hundred people. There's a few hundred people following us as well at Scott Mullis at Big J Report Scott. So, yes, you can uh, find us on Twitter, of course. The uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast brought to you by Saucerility and Capital, LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio, the XFLtoday.net, and by the MadMaxMix.Weebly.com. The uh, Jaguars, a lot of money going on the Jaguars, checking the new line for the, the Monday night game coming up. Jaguars play Monday night, December the 4th. 8.15 p.m. It's national TV at Everbank Stadium. This is a chance for the Jaguars to show the entire nation what kind of team they got. They got a pretty good team. I mean, they played 11 games on their schedule. The Jaguars are now 8-3. and three. The Monday night game is against a team that's kind of reeling. The Cincinnati Bengals, man, they started out the season slow. Then all of a sudden, their quarterback, Joe Burrow, caught fire for two or three games, and he was one of the hotter quarterbacks in the league. I know there was a game that Cincinnati played two or three weeks back where Joe Burrow basically only threw four incomplete passes. It's a shame he's hurt. I believe he's. I believe Joe is going to be out, I believe, for the rest of the year. He's obviously not going to be playing in this game against the Jaguars. The Jaguars are eight and three. Cincinnati Bengals starting to fall off the map a little bit at five and six, and thus the money is going on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars are a nine-point favorite. I'm, I'm picking the Jaguars to win this game by 10 points and to cover the spread. We'll talk high school football throughout North Florida, Central Florida, some South Georgia scores, uh, pocket of South, Southeast Alabama high school football. We'll take a look at high school football. There were some college games uh, that were played on Friday, December the 1st. Um, you had the Pac-12 championship, and I guess the Pac-12 championship, the really last Pac-12 championship title game of the Pac-12 as we know it now. Things are going to be changing. A lot of these teams are moving from the Pac-12 to the Big Big Ten. I think there's a team or two maybe moving to the Big 12. The Pac-12, whatever's left of it, could merge with another conference or take in new teams. It's, it's you know, realignment is part of the new era of college football here in uh, 2023, obviously. Um, the And then I hear this crazy stuff, you know, not only about NIL, about it looks like that um, Carson Beck, the Georgia quarterback, may return possibly for one more year at Georgia. He's got another year of eligibility left. And the coppers are talking like, you know, yeah, we can get you nearly a million dollars, Carson, back if you stay at Georgia one more year. Um, for Carson, it's probably a good move because if he goes to the NFL, and he could, I don't, I don't see him getting playing time. I think he's back holding a clipboard if he makes the team, or he could even be on the practice squad or a backup, or maybe he, he shows up like, like Tom Brady. 
you just can't tell once you get to the next level. C.J. Stroud, the, the rookie quarterback who really gets it, his game is translated uh, probably best of all the rookies this year at quarterback C.J. Stroud with the Houston Texans, although he got banged up in his last game. But he's he's playing well. Like he could end up being the possibly the rookie of the year, C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. That's in his rookie year uh, with the Houston Texans. And the Jaguars just pulled off a close win over C.J. Stroud in Houston uh, 24-21 last weekend. The Jaguars playing the Monday night game. I think they can cover the nine points. In the football pool, I got seven and a half. All they got to do is cover seven and a half in the football pool, but now it's up to nine points. Money going on the Jaguars in this game. I still like the Jaguars to cover the seven and a half. I still kind of like them to cover the nine as well. My executive producer, JC, says the Jaguars should blow out the Bengals. But, you know, my executive producer said Oregon would blow out Washington, and that did not happen. The Washington Huskies won the Pac-12. They're 12-0. and Well, they were 12-0. and Now they're 13-0, and right? Washington has kind of punched their ticket for the Final Four college football playoff. They're the Pac-12 champions. Washington and Oregon both, I understand, are going to move to the Big Ten maybe as early as next year. The NIL deals are, are are crazy in college football now, but not only that, but um, you know, not just the you know the player movement, but uh, I know the transfer portal is heating up in the next few days. There's going to be a lot of players leaving this college, going to that college. It's like it's free agent frenzy at the college football level. Does that turn you off to college football? Well, it does me to a sense, even though we're going to continue to cover it. Follow the teams. I've always been a Florida Gator fan since I was a since I was actually a little boy. So we'll tell you that the Pac-12 title game, Washington hung on and won. Uh, Washington 34, uh, Oregon 31. The final Washington wins the Pac-12 title game. Conference USA. There was also a game played on Friday, December the first, between New Mexico State and Liberty. Um, Liberty was a 10-point favorite. I took Liberty to cover that spread, and they did. They won the game by 14 points. Liberty 49, New Mexico State 35. A lot of big games uh, coming up on Saturday. You know, you got Texas, Oklahoma, uh, Georgia, Alabama in the SEC title game, SMU and Tulane play in the AAC uh, title game. Um, Louisville, Florida State in the ACC title game. Florida State's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I'd like Florida State to cover that one. Michigan will play Iowa on Saturday, December the 2nd in the Big Ten championship game, and Michigan's like a 23-and-a-half-point favorite, or at least that's what I got in the pool because I did pick Iowa because I like the amount of points. I think Jim Harbaugh, whether he's suspended for this one or not, I don't even know. Uh, he's been suspended some, but he's been able to coach the team during practice. That's a you know, that's a crazy situation, college football getting involved in all that. Let me tell you what, Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, they've done what they've had to do. They've beaten Ohio State three straight years. However they've done it, they have, they have actually achieved it and done it. Alabama and Georgia, this is a huge SEC title game. Georgia, last reports, about a six-point favorite in that one. I know Mad Max will be watching that one. He's a big – he's our Georgia Bulldog football insider. J.C. is basically our SEC Western Division and Alabama football insider and also our executive producer of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. 
on our last episode, episode show number 80, we went over all DNFL games. You can check out episode show number 80. On episode show number 81, we're going to take a look at North Florida Entertainment, also some high school football state playoff scores. Coming up next as the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. Episode uh, show number 81, Teal Shirt Report Podcast. Jags playing Monday night football. Jacksonville, Florida, getting ready for the Monday night football game. National TV on the four-letter network, obviously. That's ESPN. ESPN owns college football. Well, there's been a lot of commenting on college football, whether it's NIL, uh, conferences realigning, uh, big money NIL deals, uh, not just the big money NIL deals, but movement of players, the transfer portal. You remember back in the day when a player transferred and he had to wait out a whole year before he played for another team? Man, those man, those days are over. They really are. Thursday night football, Dallas uh, outscored. Dak Prescott had, a, had another pretty good game. Dallas um, – uh, beat Seattle, Dallas 41, Seattle 35 on Thursday night. There's a slew of NFL games, including the Monday night game of the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Jaguars again a nine-point favorite. We did take a look at the NFL, even the point spreads in the pool we're in. We did take a look at that in detail on episode show number 80. This is episode show number 81. And right now, I'm going to take a look at uh, some high school football action for North Florida, uh, South Georgia, Central Florida, pocket of South, Southeast Alabama. The Eufaula Tigers got knocked out. I couldn't believe that score. They got knocked out by a Gulf Shores. Gulf Shores must have one heck of a high school team in Alabama. Um, the high school football scores are up on the website at bigjreport.com. High school football, here's the uh, scoreboard. High school football state playoff scoreboard for Florida, Georgia, and surrounding areas. Trinity Christian Academy, the Conquerors season came to an end. I want to thank the guys with Trinity Christian Academy for keeping me up to date. They've been sending me emails to uh, scott at bigjreport.com, sending us stats, uh, giving us updates, and we appreciate you guys very, very much. I want to thank – of course, uh, Raymond Bureau, the voice of Trinity Christian Academy football. I know he's behind helping us get those stats. Uh, Raymond, thank you very, very much. So in the high schools, these are state playoff games, by the way. And, you know, when they have a night of high school football state playoff action, you know what that means. That means half the teams are going to be knocked out. You lose, you're out. So Trinity is finally out. They had another good season, though. Trinity Christian Academy conquers 32, but Clearwater Central Catholic 39. So Clearwater Central Catholic going to advance to the next round. Clearwater Central Catholic 39. The Trinity Christian Academy conquers 32. As we report that to you here on this worldwide podcast, the Teal Shirt Report podcast. One of the better high school football games, and this was kind of for people that were just getting the score in and maybe not watching it. This would have been a great game to go to. Uh, Lakeland Dreadnoughts defeated Gainesville Buholes. Lakeland Dreadnoughts 21, the Gainesville Buholes team 20. Lakeland Dreadnoughts 21, the Gainesville Buholes high school team 20. 
a one point. How devastating a loss is that for Buholz? They had a great team. Lakeland Dreadnoughts always have a great football team. These were two powerhouses in high school football. Lakeland Dreadnoughts knocked Gainesville Buholz out of the, the state playoffs. Lakeland Dreadnoughts 21, Gainesville Buholz 20 of the final score. Uh, Miami, this is a school called Columbus, but they're located in Miami. Miami, Columbus 47, Tampa Plant 7, the final score. I believe Plant is from the Tampa area. Uh, Jacksonville Mandarin Mustangs, um, the high school that Carson Beck, the Georgia Bulldog quarterback, won a state title at in his junior year of high school. Carson Beck, I saw his film in high school when he was in high school. He can make, he absolutely can make all the throws. Georgia would be very fortunate to get him back for another year. And I also believe that would be the ideal thing for Carson. Carson moves up the ranks. He definitely could improve his draft status in the NFL. Plus, he gets a huge NIL deal. We're hearing near a million dollars for Carson Beck. We also hear that Graham Mertz, a Florida quarterback, got injured at the end of the season. But now it's talk that he he wasn't going to come back for another year. Now there's talk that he may come back for another year, probably an NIL deal, right? These guys can make some money, plus they can play more. Because, you know, Mertz, if any way he gets picked up by an NFL team, and I'm not sure I see that, um, Mertz is pretty good, but he needs another year to develop at a high level in the SEC. Same thing with Carson Beck. Even though Carson Beck's playing for an undefeated football team, it would do him good to play more college football games because, let's face it, Carson Beck's really only played one full season of college football. What got me talking about Carson Beck was his uh, high school alma mater. The Jacksonville Mandarin Mustangs defeated Monarch in the state playoffs. Jacksonville Mandarin Mustangs, that's a Mandarin Mustangs 51, Monarch 21. Monarch gets eliminated. The Mandarin Mustangs continue on in the state playoffs. However, the Bulls, Bulldogs from Jacksonville got knocked out of the state playoffs. Miami, Norland, 28. Bulls, Bulldogs, 7, a final. St. Augustine may be the best team in Northeast Florida. They beat Dunbar. St. Augustine still playing state playoff football. St. Augustine, 35. Dunbar, 14, the final. Daytona Mainland, a team that beat Reigns earlier this year. This is a strong football team. They beat Bartram Trail earlier in the season as well. Daytona Mainland, man, I think they are really battle-tested with a tough schedule, and they defeated Ocala Vanguard, uh, Daytona Mainland 34, Ocala Vanguard 12, the final. Daytona Mainland, I'd be surprised if they don't win the whole thing. Daytona Mainland 34, Ocala Vanguard 12, a final. Uh, The Venice Indians uh, eliminated the D-Land Bulldogs' dream of a state title, uh, Bernice the uh, Venice, I'm sorry, Venice uh, Indians 51. Again, the uh, Venice Indians 51, the D-Land Bulldogs 21, a final. Um, how about this game? Overtime, Pensacola Catholic led Bradford at one time in this game, 14 to nothing. Bradford battled, battled, battled back in the fourth quarter and eventually tied the game up. It went to overtime. Bradford won the game, come from behind victory for Bradford. At one time, they were down 14 to nothing in this game. They won the game 22 to 21 in overtime. Again, Bradford 22, Pensacola Catholic. uh, Again, Bradford 22, Pensacola Catholic 21, a final in overtime. Coco uh, beat Booker High School. 
Coco 41, Booker High School Tornadoes 3, a final. Cardinal Mooney 41, North Florida Christian 14, a final. And, you know, the school that for years has been sending a lot of players off to college football teams, particularly in the SEC, St. Thomas Aquinas 50, the Gaither Cowboys 14 in state high school football playoff action. Again, St. Thomas Aquinas 50, the Gaither Cowboys 14, a final on Friday night, December the 1st of 2023. Some other high school football playoff scores in Georgia, Walton Raiders 41, the Camden County Georgia Wildcats 25 from just up the road. Camden County Georgia Wildcats, their players are from St. Mary's, Kingsland, Woodbine area. The Walton Raiders 41, the Camden County Georgia Wildcats 25, as Camden County Georgia is eliminated from the state tournament up in Georgia. Walton Raiders 41, Camden County Georgia Wildcats 25, a final. Thomas County 13, Marist 7, as Marist is knocked out of the state playoffs up in Georgia. Again, Thomas County 13, Marist 7, a final. Uh, Coffee, a high school named Coffee. Coffee, I've heard of them for years from the time I was running the radio station up in Georgia for years. Coffee 33, Cartersville, Georgia 18, a final. Savannah Christian must be a powerhouse. Savannah Christian, 51, the Carver Tigers out of Columbus, Georgia, 26. So it was Savannah Christian, 51, Carver Tigers, 26, a final. Uh, Bowden defeated Schley County. Bowden, 35, defeated a very powerful Schley County, Georgia team, 35-31. Bowden, 35, Schley County, Georgia, 31, a final on uh, Friday December the 1st of 2023. Uh, my good friend, Coach Jim McFather, who coached at Randolph Clay for a number of years, he coached Sly County, Georgia, before he retired from coaching high school football. So he kind of, you know, uh, Jim kind of put the foundation in at Sly County, Georgia, because they were not always this strong, but they just got eliminated deep in the state tournament. Bowden, 35, Sly County, Georgia, 31, a final. And that was on Friday night, December the 1st of 2023. Uh, up up over and to the west in Alabama, in southeast South Alabama, Gulf Shores, it looks like they ended the Eufaula, Alabama Tigers' dream of a state title. Gulf Shores, 45, Eufaula, Alabama Tigers, nothing, a final on uh, Friday night, December the 1st of 2023. And a few weeks ago, Lakeside, from Eufaula, the Lakeside School, where Mad Max's grandson played all season long. They got eliminated by Wilcox County, and that was actually a few weeks ago in a, in a I believe that was a private school league. Maybe it's still known as the AISA, but Wilcox County eliminated uh, Lakeside, the Lakeside School. And I was looking for the score. Well, I tried to find it here in a minute, but that was, again, that was uh, actually a few weeks ago. Um, we'll take a look. I'll see if I can pull that score up. That's been um, Wilcox County eliminated the Lakeside School. And, um, again, I'm looking for the score. Possibly I'll find the score here in, in a few minutes. We'll also continue. we got North Florida Entertainment. Uh, coming up as well uh, here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And um, I tell you, it's been, uh, you know, half the teams getting eliminated from the high school football 
uh, state playoffs. As you know, uh, Lakeside School in Eufaula was eliminated by, I believe it was Wilcox uh, County. So let's see if I can uh, hmm, find these other scores. We've got a lot of high school football scores on our website at BigJReport.com. Again, that's BigJReport.com. You can check out these scores and scores even from the you know the past uh, couple of weeks as well, leading up to the, the current games that are listed first on our website, on our homepage at uh, BigJReport.com. So again, um, the Lakeside School, they were eliminated a few weeks back in the first round of the playoffs by uh, Wilcox uh, County, by the way. So... Still checking here. Here, I, I think I did find the score. And let me also say the Uvalde Alabama Tigers won their first round state playoff game, sixty-five to nineteen over Shelby County a few weeks ago. However, they got they got beaten badly by Gulf Shores, forty-five to nothing on December the first. So the Uvalde Alabama Tigers are obviously out of the playoffs. They they did um, they did obviously defeat uh, Shelby. Uh, Shelby County, they defeated Demopolis, but now they have been knocked out by Gulf Shores pretty pretty convincingly, uh, 45 to nothing. Um, I'm still looking for the Wilcox, uh, the Wilcox uh, County score. We'll try to find that in a moment. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. That's a look at the very latest high school football state playoff action for the state of Florida, typically our North Florida teams, Central Florida, South Georgia, some South Georgia scores, and a pocket of uh, South Southeast Alabama as well. We'll continue with North Florida Entertainment and more coming up, and I'll see if I can't find that Wilcox County score that Mad Max reported to us. That game was played literally almost a month ago when the first round of the state playoffs started. I believe they started a week earlier for the private school teams in Alabama. So uh, we'll take a look. We'll try to find that score. We'll check North Florida Entertainment, check on how the I- Jacksonville Icemen are doing. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And, hey, we'll be right back broadcasting, podcasting from the Philippines in Barakai. My name is Scott, your host for the Teal Shirt Report podcast. This is episode show number 81. We'll be right back. <laughs> Okay, I found the um, the Wilcox the Wilcox County Lakeside School um, score. This game was played. I mean, this game was played way back, like first week in in November. This was the first week, I believe. This was a private school playoffs. Uh, Wilcox? Did I say Wilcox County? It's actually Wilcox Academy. Wilcox Academy 23, the Lakeside School Chiefs located in Eufaula, Alabama 16. As the Lakeside School, uh, they ended their um, their regular season and they ended their first round playoff game Friday night, November the 3rd of 2023. Again, it was uh, Wilcox Academy 23, the Lakeside School Chiefs located in Eufaula, Alabama 16. So it was Wilcox Academy 23, the Lakeside School uh, 16, the final score. We gave you all the scores from um, our most most of the high school football scores from Friday night, uh, December the 1st. And again, these were state high school playoff football games. If you're missing your score or would like to tell us about a game or team, write to us, Scott, at uh, BigJReport.com. 
How about the Jacksonville Iceman? They are actually hotter. They're hot. <laughs> They're hot on ice right now. Jacksonville Iceman won again. They moved literally from seventh to sixth to third place. Now, all of a sudden, they're in second place of the Southern Division of the East Coast Hockey League. Uh, the Iceman defeated the Orlando Solar Bears in a, I believe that was a home game at Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena. The Iceman now are not 8 6 and 2, like we told you on episode show number 80. Now they're 9 6 and 2. They were 8 6 and 2. Now, after. Uh, victory, another victory. This one over Orlando, the Jacksonville Iceman five, the Orlando Solar Bears two, on December the first of 2023. Jacksonville Iceman five, the Orlando Solar Bears two, on December the first. The Jacksonville Iceman now have moved all the way up to second place in the Southern Division of the East Coast Hockey League. The Jacksonville Iceman with nine wins, six losses, and two overtime losses. Man, they are they are hot. Hottest team probably in the East Coast Hockey League right now. They are winning. They are winning a lot of hockey games. Check them out at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena. I mean, some of the best, you know, great family entertainment. Great. It's it's actually a great value. It's one of the best entertainment values in uh, North Florida. Jacksonville Iceman Hockey, they're now really winning. They're turning it on. They're a hot team right now. The Jacksonville Iceman 9-6-2. and two. And they're playing well, playing some uh, real good hockey uh, right now, if you will. We'll take a look at uh, North Florida Entertainment, college football, a lot of uh, conference title championship games. Georgia-Alabama game is huge in the SEC. Georgia wins. Obviously, they win the SEC title. They're in the, the Final Four playoff this year. Alabama could throw a monkey wrench into it if they win. Does Alabama and Georgia both get in at that juncture, they they may. Michigan playing Iowa for the Big Ten championship game. And uh, Washington, I think they they have stamped their ticket with a big, um, uh, uh, actually an upset win, even though Washington was undefeated. And now they're 13-0. And they beat Oregon by three points in the Pac-12 title game. Washington should be in the Final Four, uh, without a doubt. We'll take a look at... Um, uh, North Florida Entertainment, uh, real quickly for you here. We'll take a look at some of the uh, concerts uh, coming up. I want to say hello to our executive producer, uh, JC, by the way. Everybody's pointing out to me how many wins Nick Saban has had over the last 13 years. Yeah, he's he's been a he's been a winner at Alabama. So is Kirby Smart. So was Steve Spurrier. And I know the ambassadors missed by the Florida Gator fans. Will Billy Napier find success at Florida. How much longer will he be at Florida if he does not find the success? So there's a lot of stuff being bandied about and talked about uh, in the Southeastern Conference as far as football goes. Uh, North Florida Entertainment, uh, let's take a look at that. We're going to be checking out the the sunrise at uh, Boracay, Boracay here in a few minutes in the Philippines during my vacation. Let's give you uh, North Florida Entertainment back at home, though. There's some good shows uh, that you can actually go see. Let's take a look at the shows coming up. Been some good ones. There's some. There's still some some really good shows coming up. Uh, Carla Bonoff, you remember her song "Personally"? She's going to be at the Ponte Vedra, uh, Florida Ponte Vedra Concert Hall on Thursday night, January the 11th of 2024. 
at uh, 7.30 p.m. And that, that is the next show coming up. Actually, Ann Wilson of Heart performing at the Florida Theater. Let's mention that one. I, I heard a recent uh, soundtrack, a video of, of Ann Wilson of Heart performing and singing. Man, she sounds as good as she ever did from even years and years ago. Ann Wilson of Heart performing at the Florida Theater uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida on December the 11th of 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. That's on my dad's birthday. I want to remember my, my late dad that passed away about three years ago. His birthday would have been December the 11th. So, uh, again, Ann Wilson of Heart performing at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida on December the 11th of 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. Also, Carla Bonoff, known for her song, Personally, probably her biggest tune, and she was known for other songs, too. Carla Bonoff will be in concert uh, in Ponte Vedra, Florida, at the Ponte Vedra Concert Hall on Thursday night, January the 11th of 2024 at 7.30 p.m. Also, Kansas from Dust in the Wind fame. Kansas from Dust in the Wind fame uh, coming to North Florida in a few weeks. Uh, Kansas will be playing the Florida Theater on Friday night, January the 12th of 2024 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater in downtown Jacksonville, Florida, right along Forsyth Street. Gladys Knight, Gladys Knight performing on February the 13th of 2024 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the iconic and historic Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, the Starship, the Starship featuring Mickey Davis at 7.30 p.m. on March the 9th of 2024 at the Thrasher Horn Center in Orange Park, Florida. And here's a good one. Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie and the Blowfish on Friday night. And that's several months from now. Hootie and the Blowfish on Friday night, September the 27th of 2024 at 7 o'clock p.m. at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena here in Jacksonville, Florida. And that, my friends, is a look at North Florida Entertainment here on the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. Okay, you're tuned into the Teal Shirt Report Podcast episode show number 81. I was looking back at some of the Jaguars that have wore number 81, probably not the best number. The best guy I could find, it looked like Desmond Howard wore 81 back in the early days for the Jaguars. R.J. Soward, uh, he was probably one of the biggest draft busts the Jaguars ever had. And he wore number 81. So I'm not saying 81 is the kiss of death, but, um, you know, perhaps 81 was not the most popular number. Now, when we move to episode show number 82, Jimmy Smith, we'll talk about him on our next episode. Um, take a look at, um, he did wear 81, R.J. Soward wore 81. He had a good career at Southern California. Looked like he wore 81 for the Jaguars. Desmond Howard might be the guy that takes the cake. I don't think there's a current, unless, um, unless our contributor, correspondent, and supporter, John Gaylor, comes up with a number 81, of a current player, player, whether he's on the practice squad or on the current roster. I couldn't find one, but maybe there is one. But when we take a look at the 81s uh, out there, I saw R.J. Soward, probably the biggest draft bust in, uh, I think, in Jaguars history. 
Uh, he, of course, wore um, uh, number 81. Uh, Desmond Howard might have been the most. And Desmond Howard did not have really a long career with the Jaguars at all, but he wore 81. Those are some of the guys that uh, did wear number 81. Uh, taking a look at uh, the XFL, the e, the XFL-USFO merger, XFL CEO Russ Brandon will be the top executive of the, of the new entity. It is considered it is considered a uh, new entity on um, the XFL-USFO merger. XFL CEO Russ Brandon will be the top executive of the new entity, and they're supposed to be they're supposed to be playing. Uh, this, the games will start on March the 30th of 2024. That kind of cuts in the middle of where the XFL used to start playing in February. I believe the USFL started where in April somewhere. So they kind of cut it in the middle, going to play, going to start the um, XFL, USFL merger games. Don't know if they're going to actually have, I'm assuming they're going to have a new name for this league the XFL-USFL spring football merger appears to be approved with March 30th, 2024 uh, kickoffs. XFL and USFL clear major uh, merger hurdle, and they do plan that March kickoff, March 30th of uh, 2023. That's according to the Birmingham Business Journal. So that's some of what's going on. You can always go to xfltoday.net to learn more about the merger, to learn more about the league, et cetera. Uh, we were talking about number 81s. Uh, R.J. Soward could have possibly been the biggest bust in Jaguars history wearing number 81. Desmond Howard wore 81, and there were a multitude of other players that wore 81 over the years for the Jacksonville Jaguars. When you take a look at uh, the history of this team, the Jacksonville Jaguars franchise turned 30 years old uh, back on November the 30th of 2023. Can you believe it's been 30 years? I covered this team when I was running a radio station up in uh, western Georgia. We covered the Jaguars. We went to the very first game ever. The first regular season game was a 10-3 to loss to a team called the Houston Oilers that are no longer in the league. They're now known as the Tennessee Titans. So the history of the Jaguars, it's been, been very, very interesting. There was a big, you know, Florida times union article that came out when the Jaguars got the team. Uh, we did it. That was the headline. We did it. Jacksonville joins NFL elite. And that happened when the Jacksonville Jaguars were awarded the franchise in 1993, they started playing games uh, regular season games in 1995. First game was at Jackson, what was known as Jacksonville Municipal Stadium before it became Alltail Stadium. Uh, later uh, became, of course, uh, whatever Bank Field, TIAA Bank Field. And now it is known, and it was known as Alltail Stadium in the very early days, right after Jacksonville Municipal Stadium, but it's now known as Everbank Stadium. This date in history, November 30th of 1993, that's uh, some very important Jaguars history when the team was awarded the, uh, the NFL franchise here in Jacksonville. The Carolina Panthers got awarded their franchise about a month earlier. Seemed like things were over for Jacksonville getting an NFL team after Carolina 
got their franchise, but, you know, the commissioner back then was who Paul Tagliabue. He said, no, no, you're still in it, Mr. Wayne Weaver. And the Jaguars, in one of the biggest Cinderella stories, got an NFL franchise. Most of the national media said Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida, would never get an NFL team. But look at us, 30 years later, and we're 8-3 and three and lead the AFC South Division with one of the more dynamic teams in the league now, I feel. Jaguars are nine-point nine point favorite over the Cincinnati Bengals coming up Monday night. Monday night's a great way to celebrate 30 years of the Jacksonville Jaguars being a part of the National Football League and the NFL. That's going to do it for episode show number 81, season number four of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I'm your host, Scott. Want to thank our producers. Want to thank our executive producer, uh, JC. Thank you so much, JC. Also, Alex Nunnery, one of our producers. And our correspondent, our correspondent of the Teal Shirt uh, Report podcast and supporter of our podcast, John Gaylor. Thank you so much for all the info, um, the information. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for being one of our correspondents and contributors to our Teal Shirt Report podcast and also the Big J Report uh, website as well at uh, BigJReport.com. Thank you guys for listening. We're listened to in uh, as many as 39 states across the United States. And we're listened to in, we're listened to worldwide in Northern Ireland, London, the UK, uh, many, many places, the Philippines, where we're vacationing right now. Uh, we're in Barakai at the moment. Uh, having a, a vacation here in the Philippines. So we appreciate you guys tuning into the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, this has been episode show uh, number 81. Thank you guys for uh, listening to us, whether you're in Bangladesh, Australia, Germany, France, Canada. We've been listened to in all of these places, and thank you so very, very much. You've been listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. You guys have a great day. I'm your host, Scott. And I'm out. Take care. This has been episode show number 81. We'll have new content and a new episode again real, real soon here on the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna pop in here with an encore. As you knew we probably would here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Uh, we're at uh, Barakai in the uh, the Philippines, talking back to folks in North Florida, Duval, Duval, Jacksonville, South Georgia, Alabama, wherever you happen to be listening, New York, Texas. We got you know folks listening in as many as thirty nine states. I went for a walk, took a little break, saw the beautiful sunrise here in Barakai, and I said, man, there's games getting underway back in the States, Alabama playing Georgia in the SEC title game. Our executive producer, JC, had predicted Alabama to win more of a pick with his heart than his head, maybe, because I think he kind of felt Georgia would probably win the game, but he did come up with the score, Alabama 33, Georgia 26 was his prediction. Now, we go to the game, which actually is incredibly in progress. Third quarter. How about that? Third quarter. Alabama is upsetting Georgia. Georgia is a six-point favorite in this one. Alabama leads. Alabama 17. Georgia 7 in the third quarter of this game. 
uh, SMU playing Tulane, and uh, I picked SMU. Uh, Tulane's a four-point favorite. This is the AAC conference, uh, college football conference title game in the AAC between SMU and Tulane. SMU has a second-quarter lead, SMU 14, Tulane 7. Uh, Boise's playing UNLV. Boise with a big 41-20 to 20 lead over UNLV in the fourth quarter. And let's see, in um, this uh, football game, I believe this is the Sun Belt League, uh, Troy 14, Appalachian State 7. The Troy Trojans 14, Appalachian State 7. In the third quarter, Michigan plays Iowa in the Big Ten championship game tonight. So those are some uh, partial scores uh, for you during the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The most amazing score I've seen so far is that Alabama has jumped Georgia, and they needed to do that. You know, Georgia's gotten behind in games to South Carolina. Even they were behind 7 nothing to Florida in the first quarter, but they always came back in the second, third, fourth quarter. Uh, they came back against South Carolina, came back against Florida. Now they'll have to come back against Alabama. Alabama 17, Georgia 7 early in the third quarter. And you're listening to a Teal Shirt Report Encore. We appreciate you tuning in and listening. Okay, we got uh, we got encore number two coming up here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Um, kind of wrapping up the podcast with some college football games uh, going on here during episode show number eighty one of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The uh, Georgia Alabama game, the SEC title game up in Atlanta, a little bit further along now. Alabama still has a lead, but Georgia has tacked on a uh, third-quarter field goal, Alabama 17, Georgia 10, in the third quarter of the SEC title game up in Atlanta. SMU and Tulane are tied up 14-14 in the third quarter. That is the AAC uh, conference title game. Uh, Boise has a really big lead over UNLV. Looks like Boise State is going to win. Boise 44, UNLV uh, running Rebels 20, and Boise 44, UNLV 20. So Boise's pretty much got that game locked up with only a few seconds left to go in the fourth quarter. In the third quarter, you got Troy State. I guess they were formerly known as the Troy State Trojans. Now they're just the Troy uh, University Trojans. Troy 21, Appalachian State 14. In the third quarter, Michigan plays Iowa in the Big Ten title game tonight. Uh, FSU plays Louisville in the ACC title game tonight. We do have a final on, I was trying to figure out when this game was played. I kept seeing partial scores on this game, and now apparently it's a final in the Big 12 title game. Texas ranks seventh in the nation. They defeated Oklahoma State, Texas 49, Oklahoma State Cowboys 21. It looks like, man, these games, the Final Four could go a couple of different ways. If Alabama wins, it looks like Alabama and Georgia would both be in the Final Four, along with Washington, and most likely uh, Michigan. Obviously, Michigan's ranked second. If they beat Iowa, they're going to be in the Final Four as well. So you'd have uh, 
you know, depending on how this Georgia-Alabama game goes, because if Georgia wins, I think Georgia's going to be in this Final Four either way. But if Alabama wins, that means Alabama and Georgia would both be in the Final Four, along most likely with Washington. The Huskies have won the Pac-12 title and the Pac-12 championship uh, with a 34-31 win on uh, Friday over Oregon. That was a big win. Uh, Oregon was a, a big favorite in the game, even though Washington had a better record at 12-0 and and Oregon at 11-1. But now Washington wins the Pac-12 title. They're 13-0. They'll not be able to keep them out of the Final Four. It's going to be Washington, uh, Georgia, possibly also Alabama if they win the SEC title game. If Michigan wins the Big Ten championship game, they should be in the Final Four as well. Uh, Florida State and Texas could be on the outside looking in. Now, Texas would get in, most likely scenario for Texas getting into the Final Four uh, would be if Georgia comes from behind and wins this SEC title game, which would eliminate Alabama. Then you'd have uh, Georgia probably Michigan when they beat Iowa in, in the uh, Big Ten championship game, and then Texas and Washington. Florida State looks like either way they're going to be on the outside looking in. Florida State's about a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Louisville. Uh, Florida State is, um, you know, they're ranked high. They're undefeated. They're 12-0 and going into the ACC title game, but they still might fall short most likely will fall short of making it into the college football playoff into the final four teams. So that's kind of where things are right now uh, with this encore on the teal uh, shirt report podcast. We'll stick around to see how this SEC title game comes out before we leave you earlier in this podcast. We gave you a lot of the high school uh, football scores. You can go back and check them out. Listen to them here on episode show number 81 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Go to our website at bigjreport.com. On the homepage, you'll find the high school, the state high school football playoffs. For well, We have most of the scores for uh, North Florida, Central Florida, South Georgia, and a pocket of South, Southeast Alabama. Check our website out at bigjreport.com. We'll come back with uh, one additional encore on episode show number 81. We'll kind of come back and uh, see how this SEC title game comes out between Georgia and Alabama. Let's see at the present time right now, you've got uh, Alabama 17, Georgia 10. That game now is late in the third quarter. A lot of defense by uh, Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide team and Kirby Smart's Bulldogs. Alabama 17, Georgia 10. That game late in the third quarter. We'll come back with another encore because we want to definitely know that's a big pivotal game in the playoff. The college football final four playoff situation is how this SEC title game comes out. So we'll be back here in a moment uh, with more on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Okay, for episode show number 81, it looks like this is the final encore. I just got the Alabama final. Alabama prediction by our executive producer, Alabama to win 33-26. We'll 
JC, you were close. Alabama won the game. I know you're jumping up and down because Alabama's going to be in the playoff. College football SEC championship game, Alabama 27, Georgia 24, the final. Um, any thoughts about this game? Well, a lot of people, you know, we had a post in our Facebook group in the BigJReport.com Facebook group. Mary Moran said, wow. And a lot of people getting surprised. Gary Pitts, Gator fan, says, go Bama. Um, let's see, Freya McDem said, roll tide. Again, Mary Moran said, wow. I went on to say that, you know, as it looked like Alabama was going to win the game, but then they finally did win the game, even though Georgia scored a touchdown late. Very, very close game, Alabama 27. The Alabama Crimson Tide 27. The Georgia Bulldogs 24 in Atlanta. First thing, if, if I'm Alabama, the first thing I'm thinking about is not the playoff, even though they're going to be in it. But they have won an SEC championship. They won the SEC Western Division. They played the Eastern Division champs, and Alabama has prevailed. And they are the SEC champions. And, yes, they should be in the playoff. How about, how about Georgia? They're SEC East champs, but not SEC champs. But they're the two-time back-to-back national championship team. Yeah, I'm afraid Georgia's going to get in. I'm not sure where they'll be seated. And with Alabama beating Georgia, wouldn't you have to say, well, Alabama's going to be ranked ahead of Georgia now? If Michigan wins a Big Ten title game, Michigan would still be undefeated. And could Michigan go to number one? Alabama be two, Georgia be three, and maybe Washington fourth. Washington beat Oregon, but Washington's undefeated. Maybe Washington should be two since they're undefeated. Where will the four, you know, where will these four teams show up at? Um, I got to think, man, Alabama beat number one. You like to think if you're an Alabama fan, you like to think that moves you to number one, but maybe it does not. Probably moves um, if Michigan beats Iowa in the Big Ten title game, it may put Michigan at number one because they were number two. So I believe Alabama and Georgia will both be in the playoff with Washington, the Pac-12 champion, and most likely Michigan, as long as they beat Iowa tonight in the Big Ten title game. That would leave FSU and Texas on the outside looking in. That's going to wrap up our podcast and update on college football before we go. Episode uh, This was episode show number 81. Season number four, the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Special thanks to our producers. The Teal Shirt Report podcast has been eloquently produced by our executive producer, JC, also by Alex Nunnery. I want to thank our correspondent and um, you know our correspondent, contributor, and supporter of the podcast, John Gaylor. Thank you so much, John. Uh, David Martin. David Martin, big Alabama fan. I know he's extremely happy about the Alabama victory. David Martin is also our semi-pro football insider. I know Mad Max, our Georgia Bulldog football insider, probably not too excited about losing the SEC title game, but Georgia's going to be in the playoff. Where will they, where will they line up? You know, they're not going to, they're not going to play Alabama and Georgia again in the next playoff game. That's just not how it's going to work. And Alabama should be ranked ahead of Georgia because they beat them, right? So, it's going to be interesting to see where the, you know, the top four teams fall. Florida State, 
unless Michigan loses, I'm you know Texas and and as we report this um, early Saturday evening after Alabama won the SEC title game, Alabama twenty, Georgia twenty four. As we're reporting this, if Florida State wins and Michigan loses, Florida State or Texas could get in. Who would you take, Florida State or Texas? Florida State would be undefeated, a conference champion. Texas, a conference champion, but they've they've got a loss, right? Um, let's run down the scoreboard of games that we do have. Uh, fourth quarter, SMU is going to win their game. SMU twenty six to lane fourteen. That's um, in the fourth quarter. Late in the fourth quarter. Uh, SMU, this is the for the AAC uh, Conference Championship game. SMU is going to win it. They lead to Lane SMU 26 to Lane 14 late in the fourth quarter. Uh, Troy, the Troy Trojans are putting it on Appalachian State. Troy Trojans 49, Appalachian State 23 late in the fourth quarter. Michigan plays uh, Iowa. Michigan's ranked number two. Iowa is in the top 20, but they're, I'm looking at where they're ranked. They're ranked around, what, 16th? Uh, Michigan is a heavy favorite in this game. They should win it. Florida State will play Louisville tonight in the ACC championship game. Alabama has already won the SEC title. Alabama 27, Georgia 24. Texas won their Big 12 title game. Uh, Texas 49 and Oklahoma State 21. Uh, Boise uh, wins their title game. Boise 44, UNLV 20. Miami of Ohio uh, wins the Mid-American Conference. Miami of Ohio 23, the Toledo Rockets 14. And as you know, back on Friday, Washington won the Pac-12, the final Pac-12 championship of the Pac-12 as we have known it. A lot of those Pac-12 teams are going to move to the Big Ten or some of them moving to the Big Ten and maybe a couple more moving to the Big 12. So Washington on Friday, December the 1st, surprised and upset Oregon because Oregon by the, um, you know, the Vegas people said Oregon was a heavy favorite, but Washington won the game 34-31. Liberty uh, won their game on Friday, December the 1st. Liberty um, won their uh, conference uh, championship, which was actually Conference USA, the Conference USA title game. Liberty uh, won that one. Uh, Liberty 49, New Mexico State 35. That was on Friday, uh, November. I'm sorry, Friday, December the 1st, as Liberty won the Conference USA title game. Liberty 49, New Mexico State 35. The final scores. That gives you a good synopsis on some of the latest on college football as of uh, Saturday evening, December the second. That's going to about wind up our you know our podcast this time around. We appreciate all of you tuning in. Thank you for listening into our encores too. Want to thank our producers, um, of course, our executive producer JC, our other producer Alex Nunry, our of course, uh, semi-pro football insider, uh, David Martin, big Alabama fan, too. want to thank again our correspondent, contributor, and supporter of our podcast, John Gaylor. Thank you so much, John. 
Mad Max on a losing day for Georgia, but they're going to be in the playoffs somewhere among those uh, top four teams. Georgia just with one loss, and they were ranked number one until Alabama beat them by three points in the SEC title game. want to thank Mad Max for all the help, too. He's the host of the MadMaxMix.Weebly.com, and he's also our Georgia Bulldog football insider, Max. Uh, Max, thank you very much. JC, our executive producer, thank you for all your help, work, and your prediction. You predicted Alabama to win by seven points. A good prediction by um, uh, brother JC, our executive producer of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. That's going to do it. Episode show number 81 is in the books. Even the encores are done. You guys have a great day. We'll be back again real soon. We're in Boracay in the Philippines on vacation. Fortunately, we're still about 600 miles away from uh, the earthquake, which happened in the Mindanao area. And I think there's even a tsunami warning for up there. Kind of scary stuff. But again, my wife and I uh, vacationing in uh, Boracay. We're still a long way from the earthquake, which is a very tragic situation for many of the folks in another part of the Philippines in Mindanao. You guys have a great day. This has been the Teal Shirt Report podcast episode show number 81. Have a great day. We'll be back again real soon. I'm your host, Scott, and I'm out.